If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast with your host, Shane Larson. You know, I'm always bringing on new people, trying to give you a different perspective on sports. And today we have a football journey that you don't want to miss. This guy went through the junior college ranks in California, all the way to Tulsa, all the way to McNeese State to finish out his career. You don't want to miss it. It's a very unique journey, and it's interesting to hear what it's like to try to play quarterback at a high level in the, in the collegiate ranks. So you're going to hear why he went the JUCO route and his experience with doing so, and some of the players he got to play against and compete against, even in junior college, because you get some amazing athletes that go through that route. Before we get started, though, I just want to make sure you guys understand that you can subscribe to the podcast to get all the notifications moving forward, and you can listen to previous episodes that have you know, come and gone, um, but they're always there for you to listen to. Amazing interviews, amazing stories from different people from different walks of life um, in the sports world. So hit the subscribe button, whether you're on an iPhone, an Android, you're on your desktop, it doesn't matter. Check it out. Subscribe to the show so that you can uh, catch them all. Guys, I'm excited to bring this guest on. Um, he's been a guy I've been looking up to for quite some time. I followed him when he was in high school because he's from our local city here in Meridian, Idaho. His name's Jake Bauer. And I remember being at the high school games. He was a stud basketball player uh, as well as a football player. But at the basketball games, they do the, the Bauer power chant. Um, and I remember just being a little bit younger than him. I think I was two years younger than him when it came to school, uh, but he was just an amazing athlete, someone that uh, a lot of us looked up to. Uh, his work ethic was awesome. He was built like a machine back then, and so it was just fun to watch how he, he competed. He's always been very competitive, and I still get to compete against him sometimes on the basketball court here in our, our city leagues now that uh, he's here back in town. So you guys are going to hear his story, his football journey. We're going to learn why he actually took the football route rather than basketball. He'll talk about that. He'll talk about going to junior college in California, and uh, we'll talk about his experience at Tulsa being um, recruited by Gus Malzahn. You're going to want to hear that as well. So check it out. Um, Enjoy the interview, and uh, you guys know the drill. Make sure you subscribe, and uh, we'll always be bringing new stuff on next week, but enjoy this interview with Jake Bauer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and today I've got a special guest on the show joining us to tell us about his entire sports journey and then what he's doing now. He's a local legend here from the Treasure Valley, and uh, I'm excited to have him on here. It's Jake Bauer. Jake, thanks so much for uh, being on the show with us today. Oh, thanks, Shane, for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, my man. Now, Jake was a basketball player here in the in the city that I live in. Um, he actually originally went to the high school that I graduated from and then transferred uh, later on in his career over to a different school locally here. Um, and actually, we knew Jake for his basketball talent. So first, I want to get, you know, a, a little bit of the talk going on your basketball skill set, because that's what we first knew you as before we went into the football world. Um now, Jake, how long had you been playing basketball? Because I know you you got to Meridian High School and started playing on the varsity team, and you contributed like immediately as soon as you got into high school. So, like, when was it that you knew that you were going to be able to compete at an elite level on the basketball court? Um, yeah, basketball was kind of my whole life growing up. I, I grew up in a basketball family. Uh, my oldest brother, um, Danny. Um, you know, he played he played Division One basketball, and and uh, and Ricky 
Ricky and all my brothers played college basketball. Danny and Ricky played at um, Division One at BYU in Wisconsin. So I grew up in that house. We had a, even uh, my my dad died when I was really young, and he had like a bunch of life insurance money, and uh, and some my mom was able to build a basketball game because my stepdad, but we built a basketball gym that many like kind of like a like a like a second like a basement basketball gym so I grew up, grew up with, the, with the gym in my basement with my older brothers and so it was just kind of my whole life like you know from, you know, as young as I can remember I was shooting hoops and doing basketball drills and uh, going to Rick Majerus camps and going to Colorado basketball camps and and uh, so yeah that was just my whole life growing up with basketball. That's crazy, man. It's uh, no surprise, though, if that's what you were doing, because I just remember I was just younger, um, almost into uh, middle school when you were a freshman in high school. And I just remember, you know, the Bauer power chance and everything like that. So it's crazy uh, seeing you on the basketball court and you still compete even today. Like you never stop being able to shoot the basketball, which is insane. But what what I was so impressed with was you know, that you were a, a multi-sport athlete and you competed at a high level on all of them. And so one time, um, I didn't even know you played football and I go over to Meridian high school. I think I was a sophomore at the time and you were at Mountain View. And I remember people talking about like, Oh, I think, I think Bauer's going to go play football in college. And I was like, what does he even play? And they're like, he's a quarterback. And I was like, how did I not know that? I don't even know. And I followed football throughout the high I just didn't realize that, that was you. And I remember going to a, a Meridian and Mountain View football game at Mountain View and you had thrown, you were just warming up or something, and you threw the ball like darn near fifty to sixty yards off your back foot. And I was like, "Holy crap! This guy can, this guy can ball." Now, it, it seemed like for us that you were known for basketball, but you were such a good competitor on the football field. When was it that you actually decided to make the the shift to go continue on with your football career rather than basketball? Uh, probably my, hold on, probably my junior year. Um, that was a hard decision, um, but you know, maybe looking back, I probably should have gone basketball. <laughs> looking at it, but um, I just I, I I was pretty big for my age. I was about 225 pounds by the time I was a, a senior in high school, so I enjoyed the contact and, and the physicalness of football. And so, and I just thought being a you know six four white kid, 225 pounds with an arm, I thought I had a better chance going football than, you know, the, the basketball route. So I love both. It was a hard decision. I think I knew I had to choose one and try to and, uh, go with it. So I think it was about my junior year I decided to go with football. Right on, right on, man. Well, it it obviously worked out for you because, like, you had a unique route through the football world, and I kind of want to get to that. You know, you made that decision. It was a difficult decision, but you made it and you went through with it. Now, the rumors around the Valley were that you were going to go to BYU. You served a mission for your church, and then you were going to go to BYU. And so is that true? Are the rumors true? And can you explain that process? Because what ended up happening is I, I believe you went down to California at a junior college route. So could you explain how you got to California, essentially? Yeah, I mean, you know, football football's crazy, especially the quarterback position. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not easy. It's probably, like, probably the hardest position um, you can pick because only one guy's play. You know, you can look at the Boise State situation with, with Brett Rippin and that quarterback that transferred to NC State and, and he's tearing it up. Um, and so I, I served 
was a mission, came back. The coach that I signed for, uh, Gary Curtin, was fired. So it was just kind of a new, a new coaching staff. They brought in Max Holland. Obviously, he was, he's a guy that went to the NFL. And, uh, and I kind of found out shape for my mission. So I, I was like, I'm going to go play JC for a year, get some experience um, under my belt. And um worked out good. I met my wife. But got married to her and, and was able to be like the number one ranked quarterback in the country in junior college after one year playing for Bakersfield and had a couple I like an NFL wide receiver on my team and, and uh put up some numbers. So it was kinda of fun to, to go down there and play for a year and then end up at Tulsa. So it's just football's crazy just the quarterback position. You know, only one guy can play and, and uh and the you know coaches bounce all the time they're leaving and you know so it's definitely crazy crazy experience absolutely man it is it's a tough it's a tough sport especially at that position like you said and it, so you go down to california you said you were the number one ranked quarterback in the country i, I remember seeing that in the paper someone uh in the in the locally i think it was the idaho statesman had published a something about you and you know just seeing where you were at and it was crazy seeing that now you had an nfl wide receiver on your team um but what was the juco experience like obviously you said you met your wife so that was a cool thing but like we're we're, we're getting more exposed to the junior college route just because of uh like netflix has the series last chance you so people kind of see what the junior college football scene kind of looks like but for you who went through it what was it like in you know as far as like the overall I guess uh competitive level um and when you transferred over to Tulsa like what was it like with that transfer going from the JUCO scene over to a division one school like Tulsa um so the, the California junior college um level is uh it's pretty competitive there's that's why i chose to play there um i was looking at players like colt brennan and even like aaron Rodgers. they all played um they played junior college football even like julian edmund came from california juco football Aaron Rodgers. i can go on and on in fact there's a team i played against um called santa barbara junior college if you're looking back a few years before i got there uh chad johnson and um the guy that played for the uh, the uh, Ray, not Ravens, Carolina Panthers back in the day. Delome, Jake Delome. No, the receiver, the best receiver ever, Steve Smith. Uh, yes, yeah, so Steve Smith and Chad Johnson were on the same junior college team at the same time at Santa Barbara Community College. When I was in the, the league, I was in. So there's just like crazy amount of NFL players that come out of this this conference that I played in, um, and dudes are on steroids left and right it's not regulated and so it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy you get uh, one team i played against el camino that I mean, it was just stacked i mean there was like 24 guys that went d1 from that team um i played against a team called mount sack and therefore i ended up going to ucla um you know boise state has the roster full of uh, california juco players so it's kind of a it's, a, it's definitely a cool place. It's also a power conference, so all the JUCOs, there's a bunch of JUCOs in California, but there's like, in Southern California, there's like a power conference. And so it's like Mount Sac, Bakersfield, El Camino, and it's all these like, these like uh, pretty big time programs. So um, the talent is pretty good down there every year. There's a bunch of guys that can't make 
be dead, and then next year you'll just have loaded with talent. And so it's, uh, it's kind of a cool place to, to play in. Um, and that, I can't remember what the conference is called now. It's the, the Southern California GCO um, conference down there. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun and playing against a lot of players that end up playing in the league. That's so crazy hearing that it's, it's, but it, I mean, I guess I've always kind of known that I've heard about those other players that you mentioned going to JUCOs, but I didn't actually put it into perspective that it was like a lot of them all came from Cali. So that's really cool to hear. Now, what were the facilities like at your specific you know, school in comparison to, you know, some others. I mean, we, we watched last chance you and independence community college in, in Kansas or whatever, where, uh, the last chance you season three was located. They had a pretty good facility. Adidas sponsored the school because the, the show was coming there and whatnot. And, uh, they had some awesome facilities, but we've also seen some other schools. Uh, we've heard about like Cam Newton when he had to go down to a Juco route and the difference between the facilities there and what he had at Florida during his freshman year before he went over to Auburn. Um, what was the facility like over at your community co- or sorry your junior college I should say? Um, mine mine was pretty nice. I played at a place called Bakersfield. It's got a massive stadium. It was kind of uh, it's uh, like we had twenty thousand at our games at the very end of the season when we were like undefeated playing for a championship. It's like a double wreck. It was kind of like Boise State Stadium before they expanded. Um. They called they call our stadium the jewel of college football. It was a really nice stadium, really nice weight room. Um, but, yeah, there's other places that had nothing. I, I think, um, you know, there's – I think it depended on, on if they had a, a good following with uh, boosters or not. But the place I was at, Bakersfield, they, they had a lot of cool boosters. In fact, they got trouble <laughs> recently for <laughs> boosters paying players and stuff. Um, which whatever it happens everywhere, you know, but, um, you know, so I think, and I, I playing in Tulsa, there's NEO close by where like Jeremy Shockey played at and, and they had decent facilities. So, you know, some have good boosters and, and, uh, you know, kind of like Capitol high school with Jake Plummer and they'll, these, these people will pay for a, a nice stadium or in a nice, uh, weight rooms and locker rooms and stuff. And then, you know, you could go to a, a, a crap hole, you know, the next one, it's kind of crazy how, how that works. But, yeah, lots of variety, lots of nice ones, and then trashy ones in between. That's interesting, though, to hear that because now I see why. Yeah, a lot of it has to probably do with the boosters and just kind of what, what funding they get from it. So that's that's an interesting perspective on it. And now you went over to Tulsa, and I want everyone to understand, like, when you were at Tulsa, Tulsa was a pretty dang good program at the time. And if it was around that time, like I, I'm not sure if you were on the roster yet, you'll have to correct me here, but they almost beat Boise state during Boise state's like heyday, um, a couple times. So Tulsa was a good school. Um, what was it like going over there and playing for a decent program? Actually, it was a good D one program. What was it like going there, uh, from a Juco? Uh, it, it was awesome. Uh, Tulsa, um, is like the smallest private school in the country. You know, we only had like 2,000 kids at our school. Lots of oil money, um, so we had we had really nice, um, you know, really nice facilities, nice Nike stuff. Um, you know, brand new equipment. Uh, you know, so like that was was super nice. Um, you didn't have a whole lot of like because it was so small. Like you didn't have a whole lot of fans. 
sometimes, and then you had Tulsa was right next to Oklahoma, which is like an hour away, Oklahoma State, which is an hour away, and then Arkansas, which is an hour away. And so it was kind of like in a hub of football. So sometimes it was overshadowed um, by some of the schools. But we were in a, a really good conference, and I think a lot of people don't realize how good that American conference is in football. You have teams, um, and so it was Conference USA when I was there, but essentially it's kind of like the American now, but teams like Central Florida, Houston, um, anyway, that American conference in football, it's, it's, it's a really legit conference. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, talent coming out of those conferences. I wish Boise State and BYU would join that conference, in my opinion, because um, I think that would just be like the best mid-major conference with those two teams. But anyway, that's the conference I was at. I played against like Case Cam when he was at Houston. Um, and I was uh, right after him with Blake Boyles at uh, Central Florida. And so, anyway, a lot of, lot of talent, a lot of guys. Um, in, in the NFL, I had guys like Charles Clay on my team. He was our tight end. He's now playing uh, in the NFL. And Demarius Thomas, um, just to name a couple guys. But um, I, I played for Gus Melzahn, who's the head coach at Auburn. And he was the offense coordinator when I was there. He's the one that recruited me. Um so we, he, he was a good recruiter. So we had we had some, we had some athletes when I was there. But yeah, we 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 did we did play we did play Boise State. Um, I think we lost by six the year that um, they uh, I think they they went to the Fiesta Bowl with Kellen Moore, and that was the year they beat TCU. So they were undefeated, won the Fiesta Bowl. I think maybe the best year in Boise State history, and we gave them. We gave him the game. I think we hit the ball um, on the 49-yard line going in, down by six. So we could have scored. We could have won, but we didn't score. So um, that was uh, 09, I believe. Oh, yeah. I'm getting so old. It's... No. <laughs> well, now I'm thinking about it, man. I was actually serving my mission. I was in Brazil. Uh, but I remember I, I remember always getting the, the recaps of the games on Mondays because that was the days that I could email my family and my uncle would give me like a full recap of all the games. And I remember him talking about the Tulsa game and how you guys probably should have beat us. Like it, you probably should have won that it was a, a shootout the entire way and like we legitimately couldn't stop you guys. And then I ended up watching that game because they recorded all the games for me for Boise State. And then when I returned for my mission, I actually watched each one of them because I'm a nerd like that. And uh, yeah, it... Uh, I thought that Tulsa should have beat us. So that's a crazy, it's so cool to hear it from someone who was there though, that was on a different team. It's just crazy. It's crazy to hear how uh, now I'm talking to somebody who was playing in that game. Um, and you were recruited by Gus Malzahn, man. I, I did not know that. I did not know that. So that's super dope. Now, Jake, you went through the Tulsa route and then it seemed like you just kept playing because then you went down. Is, is it in Texas? You got to explain where this school is and, and why you continue to play football and go into uh, grad school. Yeah, so I was the, um, you know, quarterback situations are crazy. You know, I think so. Gus Malzahn left um, Tulsa, and I was like his boy. If, if you follow his career and all, he loves. Um, he really liked junior college quarterbacks. That's where he got Cam Newton from. He got me from JUCO. Um, and when he left, he left Tulsa my junior year, and went to Auburn. And then a new OC came in, and a transfer quarterback came in from Texas, and 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 that was pretty much he. It was his starting job uh, to lose with this new system with this coach that he knew this guy that came in. So, 
I was kind of crap out of luck with that transfer. Um, and I graduated from Tulsa. And so I did that grad transfer thing that you see like Russell Wilson's done and all these guys. So I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to be a backup quarterback, I might as well transfer and, and play my last year. And so that's what I did. Went and got a master's degree paid for and played at McNeese state in Louisiana. And, uh, it's people don't know me. I love hunting and fishing. So that was another reason I went down there was <laughs> Louisiana is awesome hunting and fishing. And uh, when I went on my recruiting trip, they, they took me fishing. So I took my family down there and, and uh, got the fish every week for redfish and flounder and speckled trout and duck hunt and hang out with a bunch of coon asses and Cajun people. It was a, it was an awesome experience. Get my master's paid for too. Man, that's super dope. So I mean, that's so awesome. That's like the benefit of being an elite athlete, being able to go and experience a lot of things because sports can take you a lot of places in the world and you get to experience a lot of things outside of sports. Now, you got your school paid for too, which is super dope. And we'll kind of get to where that's gotten you now in just a second. But as far as McNeese State, tell us like what division of football is McNeese State and what was the competition like there? Did you enjoy your time playing there when you had your final year? Yeah, um, Louisiana, uh, you know, it's, it's another hotbed for football. Uh, McNeese State would kind of be like the same league as like Montana, Montana State, Idaho, Weber State, like that. Uh, I'd say we're a little, uh, given on the year, they probably have a lot more talent because they're down in the south and they get a lot of, uh, you know, similar people, kind of like a Juco type of players where sometimes the grades don't turn out for the B1s. Um, so I had a player that, uh, that uh, he's now just signed with the Steelers. His name's uh, Deontay, and he uh, he just signed with the Steelers. He was my receiver when I was there. I had a couple other receivers that should have played, but they they bunked out. And so um, I was kind of disappointed. I would, have, I would have even had some more talented receivers when I was there. But um, so I ended up running the ball a lot instead of you know a little bit more than I wanted to. But I did have that receiver that went through. It was kind of cool. But, yeah, super talented. I think we had a DB, Malcolm Bronson, that played for the Broncos and a linebacker um, that went to the Bears. So, you know, there's another place full of talent. We played LSU. We only we were uh, down by seven in the fourth quarter against LSU, and I played against Missouri when they had, like, Antoine – I'm not saying – I'm not sure if I say his name right, but Antoine Smith, who uh, led the NFL in facts and – so, yeah, I got to play against some schools and, and, and uh, have fun that, that uh, senior year. So you got to tell me something, Jake. Who was the best player that you ever played against, whether it be JUCO, at Tulsa, or at McNeese State? Who was the best player you ever played against? Um, I played against, man, honestly, Cal Moore was amazing. Um, Matt, I played against Matt Ryan um, at Boston College. He was also amazing. Um, uh, gosh, probably the, honestly that that defensive end for Missouri. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying Antoine Smith. And, uh, he ended up being drafted by the 49ers and then got like arrested on the, the gun charges and ended up at Oakland. But 
he was pretty, he was pretty talented. He gave me, <laughs> um, I could send you a picture, but he, he rocked me. Uh, <laughs> every play. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was like unguardable, even with two guys blocking him. So, um, I'd probably say him, but, um, on defense for sure. Okay. So you, if you have pictures of that, you need to send them over, man. I got to see that. Cause, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. And I'm trying to think of his name off the top of my head and I will get it before, uh, before it ends. But so Jake, you, you played quite a bit of football. Uh, you played sports your entire life. Obviously that takes an Im- impact, a toll on your body. Uh, and you kind of, it's kind of interesting because now you're kind of in the medical field, helping people take care of their bodies. So like talk about the transition from football, you finished school and you decided, you know, this is time to start your career, kind of what you do now and what you learned from football. So like, how did that translate into your job that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, um, I think, yeah, everywhere I went, I mean, cause I went with so many different places. You always had, um, you know, the places I went to, they had excellent, you know, sports medicine teams, you know, and you kind of see them come in and, we always had like a team chiropractor and we always had, you know, physical therapists coming in helping us and, and, uh, athletic trainers and, and usually the top of the top of the line sports therapy stuff at the different places we were at. And so, I don't know, I was just kind of, you know, started realizing that, that the, the rest of the population really didn't have the same things that these athletes had. And that was kind of my idea was, and Hey, I could, I could make a, you know, a, a, a treatment place for, for athletes, you know, high school athletes. Cause I remember, you know, being at Meridian and, and Mountain View and not having, you know, people like that around me either. Um, so that was kind of my idea to bring, you know, chiropractic and physical therapy together, um, for, you know, back to my hometown. So that was kind of, kind of like a little backup plan in the back of my head. I think in the, my back of my head, my head, I always thought I was going to play professional. You know, that was my dream to play go pro and it never really came, you know, came to fruition. I got an offer to play Canadian league uh, to try out for it. At that time I had concussions and fractured an ankle in my last game. And, and so I was just kind of ready to just to get, get focused with the, the career at that point. And, uh, and uh, anyway, it's been awesome though. We have a Nampa and a Caldwell clinic now open. We, we, we offer chiropractic massage therapy, um, and physical therapy at both locations with, uh, with, uh, you know, you come in and you get like the same thing that these professional and college teams get. So I like, I have a class four laser in there. we got the heat and the stem and the machines and the hypervolts and, and the same stuff that LeBron James gets, you know, after my clinic, it's kind of cool. So, um, anyway, it's been, been, been a pretty good hit. It's good. We're getting really busy in the, in these, uh, in these clinics I'm, I'm kind of running and, and yeah, I, everything I did in sports and my background and injuries and, and I mean, football, you get injured like crazy, you know, I sprained ankles, I separate shoulders, I, you know, concussions and all that stuff. So I think just bringing it all together. Um, you know, I could, I could be a little bit disappointed in the way that my career didn't turn out, that it wasn't, I wasn't as good as I thought I would be, but I mean, everything happened has brought me to this point where now I'm, I have a, a very successful business and, and my sports career is the, is the reason why. So very blessed to have the journey and, and, and have it paid for and, and learn all the, the things along the way.
That's super dope, man. It's it's awesome. I, I follow you guys um, and what you're doing over at your centers and your clinics. And um, for me, I always battled shin splints. I had stress fractures because of them. It was terrible. My shins were just always messed up. And I saw you guys actually did the Graston technique or something over at uh, your clinic. At least you did at one point because I remember watching a video of it. And so I always wish that like when I was in high school, if I if I could have had that uh, to take care of my shins because I didn't have that till after my mission. So I was like in my early 20s and yeah, so I mean, the grassing technique was huge. Like, if if anyone's listening to this, um, that's in the valley, and and you got kids, or you are, you know, some of, some of my listeners are in high school, you're athletes, check it out. Can you tell us exactly where to find you guys, Jake, and what it's called? And and you said it was in Caldwell and Nampa. You have two clinics, but w- what is it called, and how can we contact you? Yeah, it's called Prime Sports Med. Um, we just changed the name. It's it's, it's pretty new. You probably haven't heard of it. We don't do a lot of advertising, but. Um, we're super popular with uh, with the high school athletes around Nampa and Caldwell and the College of Idaho and, and the athletes. Um, so it's Prime Sports Med in Nampa and Caldwell. We're hoping to be open in Meridian um, probably within a year is our, is our goal. And uh, we, we offer um, like sports chiropractic and physical therapy. So we have a physical therapist and, and chiropractic and like deep tissue massage therapists. And we do advanced sports injury techniques, kind of like you said, grasping, cupping, lasers, um, even acupuncture, trigger point injection stuff, um, you name it. Whatever we can do to, to fix you, we, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it. So we, I even treat a girl with shin splints today, you know, just kind of like what you had. So see all, all the, all sorts of crazy stuff. That's what I'm talking about. You guys, I'll put the link down here below prime sports, man. Make sure you go check it out. Um, it's this is good stuff that you're doing jake and i appreciate you joining us and sharing your journey i just want everybody to understand that you know sports can teach you a lot of things Uh, you can go through jake's entire life his whole journey through sports and it kind of comes full circle you know he he took a lot of hits he learned a lot of things he went a lot of places and now he's helping people you know prevent injuries and and recover from injuries for that matter so jake i appreciate you joining the show and hopefully uh we'll see you on the basketball court sometime soon in a rec league or something all right man yeah absolutely Thanks, Shane. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. You take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.